the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. We just got back from a trip to Cabo, and coming home, it is like 40 degrees colder. I know. It's so cold outside. It's freezing. And you're supposed to have your partner come and ride horses today. I don't know why he picks cold days, it seems, every single time. I know. But in today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that I found pretty fascinating, and it's fascinating because it's not something that we often talk about. And what I had titled today's episode is, here's what we can do when anticipation gives us anxiety. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I think we can all relate to moments in our life where we've anticipated doing something, and I think it's habitual for us to put off that thing from time to time. And... It's as though the buildup and the longer we wait and the more that we create anticipation for the thing, it makes it more daunting and it makes us less likely and less willing to want to do that thing. Yeah. And there, I also look at it as it's like a movie you want to see. You're so excited to see it and and you're like, oh, it's going to be so good. And then you watch it and then it doesn't live up to your expectations on it either. Like, I think I can kind of go both ways on how that is. Yeah. And the fascinating part here is I read a book called A Mind for Numbers by somebody named Barbara Oakley. And she essentially teaches us, it's learning how to learn is basically what what her niche is. And she did this study of people who absolutely hate doing math. I know there's a lot of people who could relate to that. I just so happen, my mind works in numbers. So math is something that I actually enjoy quite a lot. But what she did was she scanned their brains of everybody who just hates doing math. And she wanted to see the pain centers that light up with the anticipation of having to do the math. Of course, this is in a controlled environment and there's a sequence of questions and, um, you know, the, the study is is very sterile and very typical, I would say. And the cool thing was, is she could see everything light up in terms of the pain center in our brain with the people, just the thought of having to do math when they know that it's not something that they like to do. But they continued to do this scan and to see what happened when these individuals actually started to do math, right? I would imagine that it looks something like having a pencil and a a piece of paper, just like when we were in grade school and there's a a bunch of math problems. And I don't know what what the difficulty level was for these math problems, but the revealing part here was in these scans, as soon as the people started to do math, their pain centers shut off completely. Hmm. And so the anticipation showed it lighting up. They start doing math and then it shuts off completely. And she explains that the pain is actually in the anticipation and not in the doing. And how many times have we had to do that daunting thing, that thing we really didn't want to do, and then we did it. And not only was it not as bad as we thought it was going to be, But then there's this reward center in our mind that starts to light up, right? It could be working out. A lot of people have a hard time 
getting motivated to get into the gym. But how many times has that been you and you start working out and not only while you're working out, but as soon as you finish working out, it's not only a relief, but you get that dopamine hit and it feels great after having done the thing that you anticipated and anticipated and didn't want to do to begin with. It's really interesting to, to listen to you with the explanation to it, because I can relate to so many different things like you're dreading this event coming up or you're dreading whatever it may be that you have to do. And then you get it done and it takes you half the time that your brain concocted this story as to what it was going to take. And it wasn't even very hard. It didn't kill you. It didn't hurt you. It just was how it was supposed to be. And you accomplish that goal and then you feel really good about it until the next time you have that same task arise or similar task. And then it's like that cycle that's all over again. And there's, there's another topic called anticipatory anxiety. And this happens a lot when there's something that we need to do or that we're scheduled to do. Maybe it's a job interview or going out on a date with somebody, you know, something that is existing in your near future that you know is coming up and you're waiting for that date to come, maybe a doctor's appointment. That's a really popular one, I think, in this example. And with anticipatory anxiety, it's the fear or the worry about bad things that could happen in the future. And with this particular type of anxiety, we often, we fixate on the things that we can't control and it's because we can't predict what's going to happen. And that uncertainty of the future, it's scary. And the reason why it's scary is because it's out of our control. But I can't think of a single time where I myself have had that anticipatory anxiety, which we've all experienced before, but I can't think of a time at all, actually, where it was as bad as the worst case scenario. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. And it's amazing how our brains work when it comes to, thinking of that worst case scenario and and how it can go down that rabbit hole. And I can't think of anything specifically like doing those. And I'm just going to use this as an example as doing those math problems where it was just horrible, where you failed that test or where you just struggled so hard at it that everything leading up to it was just miserable. And then you do it and you're like, well, that was done. And that was easy. Something that's coming up for me is the worst case scenario in every situation is death, right? That mm-hmm. is, that's the ultimate. There isn't anything worse than that. Yeah. And I'm thinking about somebody who did not like to travel. She did not like to fly. And she would often come to talk to me about the anxiety and the buildup that she had before traveling internationally. I don't know if you've ever flown internationally, but having to sit in a plane for upwards of an entire day, which we've done before, it's a quite a different experience than just flying across the country. And she would always end the conversation in the same way, almost lullifying herself in saying that the worst thing that could happen is that I die. And I remember her very distinctly talking about how she would come to terms with the fact that, okay, I'm already dead. And she would put herself in that mindset and then hop on a flight. And then having that mindset of like, okay, the worst thing that can happen, I've already come to terms with it. 
And then if I land, then I'm going to be grateful and happy. And that might sound silly. It might sound grandiose to have this this mindset so deep in, in that way. But I think that it's also expressive of the amount of gratitude that we can hold when things do go better than than expected. Yeah, it's it's something you get that positive, well, I didn't die, so I'm okay. Like that is a very interesting approach to to looking at things and and I know like you said it is a pretty extreme way to look at it, but I mean, that's absolute worst case scenario. Anything in between, your mind's just going to play those tricks on you, whether it's going to happen or not, whether you hit turbulence, whether, you know, a, the food cart rolls over your foot. Like <laughs> there's, there's so many different scenarios that you could play through in that specific instance. But if you already go straight to that worst case scenario, then when you land and you're off the plane, it's, it's a positive. And then you sit and think about, okay, well now I have to fly back and I have to go through the same cycle once again. And for me, I think it eases the burden of going to that worst case scenario, right? Let's use the example of flying worst case. I'm going to die. Okay. Well, let's, let's analyze that just a little bit. What is the likeliness of me dying in this plane crash, well, it's incredibly low. So then you can reverse the cycle a little bit. And the trick here for all of us, I believe, is remembering this, remembering this theory that the anxiety is not in the doing, the anxiety is in the anticipation. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to man up, so to speak, and tell myself like, okay, let's just fucking do it. Right. And then you do the thing. And then all of that angst is gone instantly by just getting it done and over with. And a lot of times we don't take that action. And I think that with repetitive practice of this and by forcing ourselves to do it as quickly as possible, then it lessens that, that angst and that anxiety tenfold. And nobody wants to live in that space. That anxiety is the most terrible feeling ever. So I hope that you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.